Hi guys, welcome back to Filterless Conversations or the Filterless Podcast. My name is Katie and today we're going to be having more mediocre conversations with mediocre people. And today the mediocre person I have on the podcast is my dear friend, Michaela, who we've known since our awkward middle school days. So if you want to hear some really funny stories and us talk about my dad's new nickname for all my friends to call him, then stay tuned in to today's podcast. Like I said, guys, my name is Katie, and today we have Michaela A. Strike on the podcast. But before we get into the actual episode, I feel the need to explain how Anchor just like messed up our whole day the other day. So two days ago, we recorded this podcast episode because we both live very busy lives. And when we were uploading all the audio, Anchor decided to randomly delete the whole first 30 minutes of our podcast. (laughs) So... We are re-recording it today, which is two days later, which it's okay because, you know, we're still going to have fun conversations and we remember what we talked about that led into our second half, but that's something we can talk about, how frustrated we were. We definitely were frantically trying to find the the first half because nobody wanted to have to redo it because it's really hard to redo and re-repeat stuff. Yeah. I had to really, I had to listen to the second half when I was laying in bed and write out what we talked about in the first segment. We're still going to talk about those things, but like, thanks, Anchor. Thanks, Anchor, for being there. Not. It's okay. Technology stuff happens all the time. We're not bitter. (laughs) But anyway, Michaela is my good friend. We've been friends since middle school, which, you know, like I said in the intro, middle school is a really awkward time in life. Um, I want to say that that was the time where I wore like low ponytails and the thick headbands and like you can side with me here. There was nothing cooler to wear than the Carver track sweats, the really sweat, like, you know, hundreds of kids of sweat in those sweats. But they're the sweats that you would not want to give back to the school because for some reason you just really wanted to keep them. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense. Even when I got to high school, I still was like, because for some reason they're so comfortable. No, I don't really like the sweatpants. They make me look weird. So I would just wear the hoodie and buy my own sweatpants. But <laughs> if I was cold, I'm like, I'm just going to wear my track hoodie and I'll be warm forever. So Yeah. Well, and I remember when I was a track manager, which that was a funny story. I didn't really run um, whenever, I was in, whenever I was coming out of elementary school, but I really played volleyball. Played volleyball for years because my parents got me involved. But then when we talked to like the coach, she picked all the popular kids to be, you know, volleyball managers and I desperately wanted to be a manager, so I was picked as the most enthusiastic track manager. And then, you know, per the the story of my life, I befriended people in the grade above me, which included people like Michaela, who we did long distance together. We struggled through the A team B team drama together. It was the worst and I don't know, you were always better at track. Than I was. I quit, but you were way better at it. Better at track, better at basketball, better at sports in general, because you're more of a, you're more of a book kid. I'm not a book kid. I hate reading books. I like reading books, but like, you were always like. I was very, I was a, I'm a debater. Yeah. That's the, it's the worst stereotype. Let me go run. Let me go do something with my life other than sit and talk to people. And so that's how. Yeah. I don't know. I'd just rather go play something and be active than argue my point to somebody else. Well, and just my vocal cords in general are just like, that's the most active part of my body. Well, that's true. But I will say, when you get me involved in athletics, you get a very loud side of Michaela, who likes to scream and yell. And I get very aggressive and very competitive when I'm watching sports and playing them, yeah, there was one time I remember playing basketball. I think I think this was in high school, and I think it was my freshman year. I was at Hillcrest playing Hillcrest. in their old gym, 
so it was extra gross. And I'm playing in the old gym, and I hadn't been in a whole lot, but I was playing center that day, and I'm only 5'4", so I'm not tall, and I'm, like, not big. I'm super skinny. So playing center for me was, like, totally not normal, but it was so much fun. It was like a hobbit going up against a human in Lord of the Rings. It was so much fun because you get to be extra aggressive. However, the girl that I was defending was, like, three times the size of me, not in height. She was maybe, like, seven inches taller than me in height, but she was three times bigger than me in many other ways. In width. Yes. So, anyway, (laughs) I was trying to put that the nicest way possible. Anyway, so, we're, like, battling it out, and she is shoving me, and it was making me very angry. Well, I, out of pure anger, decided to push her. And... (laughs) This isn't Michaela, I know. She shoved me with her arm, and, like, forearmed me, and, like, pushed me out of the way. And so, I took both my hands, and I, like, pushed her. Not I pushed her hard... But I pushed her enough, to, I was like, stop it. And I, like, looked at her and yelled, stop it at her. And she pushed me again, and I pushed her again. And I got a foul called on me when she's the one who started it. And so I was very angry, and my coach pulled me out. He's like, hey, you need to watch your attitude. And Was that Angel? Not Angel. No, who it was, was that? It was, who was it? Like, what was his name? Here. Oh, your fr- oh, this was in yeah, high school? We got, yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> I missed that detail. She missed that part. Anyway, I was I was just I was so was focused so on the fact the you pushed somebody. Yeah. Anyway, so he pulls my coach pulls me out and he's like, "Hey, you need to calm down. It's okay. That's being center is going to be a little more rough for you anyway." He goes, "But it's all right. It's just a basketball game." And I was like, "I know, I know, I know." And I was so mad, and he didn't put me in for the rest of the quarter. And I think there was like five minutes left in the quarter, so we had just started, and so. First quarter gets over, second quarter comes around. Well, as soon as we had that little break, my coach put me back in, and right away, I, because I, I was so mad, for some reason I got this huge burst of energy, and I just ran, like, and she had caught the ball, and I ripped it out of her arms, and like, dribbled all the way down and scored a layup, and I was wow. like, don't ever push me again, or you will literally regret your life, and you might not make it out alive. But See, you did cool. That made me mad, you so. did cool things when you're active. Like we talked about this, we've talked about this, but you know, I never knew there was a label for it till I entered really college. But when I was younger, the most active I would get is being a horse girl. <laughs> I was the definition of like my mom one time threatened. Like I went through a whole phase where like I would be active and I would run, but only if I could imagine running, galloping on a horse. I would gallop in Walmart. I would gallop through the playground. Not only that, I got followers for my horse girl group. That's how I made friends. I was like, do you like horses? Because I like horses. You want to pretend to ride horses across the playground? I want to pretend to ride horses across the playground. And my mom one time had to threaten me and go, I'm going to come to your school at recess. And if I see you galloping across the playground, you're going to get in trouble. And I remember pulling my friends aside and being like, look for the blue van. If we see the blue van, we must hide. And we still galloped across the playground. (laughs) See, that was the most I did. And then I joined volleyball, which was one deal. But gosh, it was it was something. And, you know, Connor, and if you're listening for the first time to my podcast, Connor is my boyfriend. Um, And, you know, Connor is one of those really weird guys. You know, you you would agree with that, Michaela. Very strange. Mm -hmm. A hooligan. And, you know, I feel like there's a lot of things he can't judge me for. But he hardcore judges me for being a horse girl. Like, we started dating. Then I told him I was obsessed with horses, and he goes, oh, you're one of those people. <laughs> and I'm just, like, yeah. hardcore. Yeah. I was like, I was. What do you want from me? It's created this human being. Yeah. Still weird, but I don't pretend to ride horses. This, it's fine. There was this one girl in elementary school, so you wouldn't know the story. I don't know if I've ever even told you this story, but I'm going to tell you now. For the world this to hear. This one girl, I think... I, Mm, I think it was fifth grade. I'm pretty sure it was fifth grade. 90% sure. Anyway, she was she came in late, and so she was a new student. Well, she was really, really strange. She. I really hope that she doesn't ever listen to this podcast. She <laughs> knows exactly that I'm talking about her. Um, we called her... I'm just going to say it. We called her Guinea Pig Girl. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just spit all over the mic. I'm so sorry, but I couldn't help myself. Yikes. She had a bob cut. Like, not, not like a good bob cut. Like a really, really bad bob cut. Red hair. Not that red hair's bad. Bangs. And then, like, the little round glasses. And so it was totally, like... And I, I wasn't the one who, like, made fun of her and started this nickname. It was somebody else. I don't remember who, but it was not me. And so that's just her name. I'm not going to say it out loud. Anyway, that's just what we called her. And so when it was recess time, whenever we had free time, whenever we were even, like, in class learning something, she would take both of her hands, like puppets. Oh, my god! And she'd talk to them. <laughs> random stuff in in a weird voice like the one i just made was very weird anyway oh my gosh. so but when you got to recess it was even worse because then she'd pretend one of them was her guinea pig and <laughs> she wouldn't shut up about her guinea pig and her and her head would like move katie can see me her head would like she'd be talking and she's like whatever she's saying and her head's like <laughs> she's like nodding it up and yeah. down frantically yeah. like she's having a seizure yeah and gosh. she'd get up and she'd like walk around slowly in circles while she's like talking with her puppet hands and every time you're like like I was I would try to be nice and like ask her like talk to her a little bit and not and try to include her a little bit but all she would say was the same thing over and over again about her guinea pig and I'm like I could care less about your stupid dang guinea pig (laughs) like I don't care anyway we've learned on this podcast that Michaela has very strong feelings (laughs) anyway so um I think, according to whether you'd rather be guinea pig girl or horse girl, I think you'd very much rather be horse girl. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I'm just strange for other reasons, though. I think I do beat guinea pig girl, just not, like, maybe guinea pig girl, like, grew out of that, though. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I grew out of my horse girl phrase, but I definitely am still weird. Oh, we're not looking them I up should, on social media. I don't should, do when it. I get home, I should see if I, I was gonna say, don't do it now because that'll just be so mean. But anyway, Michaela, something that we talked about um, before Anchor deleted the first half of this podcast. Thank you, Anchor. Mm-hmm. Um, was like the spelling of your name. Can you enlighten oh, yeah. my listeners on your name? Okay, so my last name. I'm gonna put it this way. I'm not gonna spell it because you guys will get lost halfway through it, and it'll take me a second. Anyway. If you picture the word ostrich, that's pretty darn close to how you spell my last name. But you don't say it like that. No, you add some E's in there and make it up to 11 letters, and then you have my last name. So, um, needless to say, it looks like ostrich, and it starts with an O, but it's actually A-strike. And Katie is air spelling out my last name. I can't. I, I can't spell it. Is it? I'm gonna guess it. I, I've never been able to spell your last okay. name because I just know how to pronounce it. Is it O E S T R E I C H? Close. What am I missing? Is it another there's E? A, there's an E before <laughs> R, so it's O E S T E R R. My brain's broken. E I C H. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so. When I was younger in elementary school, everybody would say my last name wrong. And they'd either say ostrich or ostrich or, like, ostrike, which makes more sense than A-strike. you would think. <laughs> but it's A-strike. And so in elementary school, I would sometimes go home crying because nobody could say my last name right. And then I eventually grew out of it. But the one thing I'm really picky about with my name, I could care less if you don't know how to say my last name, my K... And Michaela is capitalized, so it's MC capital K. And if you don't capitalize my K, I will literally jump you and I'll beat you because we're learning. K, Michaela has strong my feelings. K is capitalized, and so I'm K, very strong chill. with my capital K. I I capitalize your K. I I do know she that. Does. That's how I'm still alive, Every guys. Time someone texts me and doesn't capitalize my K, like my cousin did it once. I was like, "You didn't capitalize my K." And he was like, "I'm sorry." And he sent it again with the capital K. And I was like, thank you. See, I'm so used to people misspelling my name. I'm just like, sure. Yeah. Whatever. Put a T well, in there. Me, put a Y in there. But whatever. Me, it's like, you can't spell my last name and you can't say it. So you sure as heck, if I just meet you for the first time, I don't expect you to be able to spell anything. But once you get to know me and I've known you for a good week or two and like I talk to you a lot, if you don't know how to spell my first name with the correct 
spelling and capital letters and lowercase letters, then I will... Oh, and my C doesn't go above my M. It goes on the bottom. That stresses me out, too. I'm very picky about my name. Okay, we can move on because fair, I just Fair. I was just going to say, as a kid, like, I was so used to just my name being misspelled, I didn't care. But... You know, something that, like, I did do when I was a little kid that we talked about last time that I feel like we need to bring it up again is that we watched Hannah Montana oh, yeah. all the time. But can we talk about the fact that, like, I don't know. We had different opinions on Hannah Montana now that we're closer to being adults. We do. I, for me, I still, I still like Hannah Montana. I don't like what Miley Cyrus, Cyrus has become. become. But... I can relive my glory days when I was like 10, 11, 12 and nah. and watch Hannah Montana over and over again. She's so annoying. Guys, okay, I'm sorry if you are a Hannah Montana fan. I'm sorry if you're literally listening to me right now and you're like, I can never listen to this girl's podcast. I, The only good part about Hannah Montana to this day that I stand by is Jackson. Jackson made it funny. Like the episode where she goes to like get the, um, oh, what is it? The, the baseball. I forget the guy's mm-hmm. name. But the baseball, and then like they, f- he forces them to go into the closet. That's so relatable. We've all had a messy room or been in a messy room where you're like, "I'm going to die." That's yeah. it's not my college dorm, but I've been in many college dorms <laughs> where you walk in, and you or, God bless them, I won't say who, but this person's gonna know exactly who they are. I was with somebody in their dorm. It's a guy's dorm. First off, the furniture is all jacked up. There's, like, pizza boxes everywhere with mold. Like, Landon Hall is a great place. It's also not sanitary. Like, going at your own, going at your, yeah, going at your own risk. If you, if you develop health concerns, don't, don't bring up Landon Hall. Yeah. Well, and it's, like, I went in to help this person, like, pack to go on break. And let's just say some of the things that they pulled out of their fridge, I was, like, you know, I had things in my fridge that were there for a while. But there, there were things growing. There were things growing. And the minute you see, like, he, like we had two trash bags to take out. And I looked at him. I was like, I'm not picking up that trash bag. There are live things inside that trash bag. And so that's why, like, Hannah Montana was only relatable if Jackson said something. Or, like, when Jackson walks in in season four, he's like, I'm going to community college. I'm like, that's 50% of my friends. Like, and just really relatable things. But I don't know. We talked about how... I've told you this story. One of the most relatable things out of Hannah Montana I ever watched was the episode where Miley sees the cute guy named Connor. And if I reference a Connor from this point forward, like just for a little bit, just know it's Hannah Montana. Yeah, it's it's character. And, you know, he's all, they're like really like flirting so bad. She's over here like, are you shopping for your, your girlfriend? Oh, no, I already did my shopping. Oh, well, if you were shopping, would you still be shopping for your girlfriend? I'm like, that's stop laying it on that heavy. Like, 13-year-olds think it's cute. 19-year-olds are like, this is why you're single. I don't know. I I don't know if you'd do something like that. I know I wouldn't. No. Yeah, because we, we have taste. You slide up in the DMs if you want somebody now. No, I don't know about that one. Um, I don't do that, guys. Um, that's, that's not how I got my guy. Anyway, but it's really funny because then he gets off the stool and he's short. And then she has to, like, go on this date with this super short guy who's, like, so much shorter it's than her. really awkward. So awkward. And the only reason I relate to it is because back when Michaela and I were in middle school, you know, there were slim pickings. Back me up here. Slim pickings. I remember Dylan. Dylan Brown. Just say his name. Oh, gosh. Now Dylan oh, Brown's going to listen. Guys, Dylan Brown. <laughs> be like, dude, you should listen to this podcast. It has you in it. Anyway, he was... He was very much a popular crush in middle school. And I will say I might have participated in that crush fetish towards Dylan Brown. Crush but fetish? Then, what? I don't know. What are you but, saying? Fet- we have a Dylan Brown fetish. <laughs> it's only for anyway, Dylan Brown. So I remember when I got his number. I don't remember how I got his number. But Did you get airdropped in the cafeteria? It's <laughs> my at that point. It's my story. Um. Anyway, uh, I would text, we text each other a lot, and every time I text him, I would hope that something would come out of the text me- texting that we were doing, but nothing ever did, and then we played basketball one day, and it was really fun, but I was like, you know, you're really, we won't mix well, and I got over it, 
But he was really cute. Wow, you're so you have so much more since you had such like greater stories. Here's my awkward story. You know this story. It's bad. I will, unlike Michaela, I will not use his real name because I'm still Instagram friends with him, and I feel like he'll I'm listen to this. Instagram friends with Dylan Brown, but I, I know, but I'm gonna be careful. So we're gonna give this guy a pseudo name, okay? We're gonna give his pseudo name is going to be Taylor, okay? okay. So um, Taylor was a friend of mine. We were in the same friend group, you know. We were both kind of nerds, and he was a really sweet guy. I really enjoyed being his friend, but you know, 14 year old Katie didn't want to date somebody who was significantly shorter than her. So I go on a field trip, and I get back, and my friend at the time, Gwen, comes up to me. She goes, I got you a date for the Christmas dance, which is, like, was late, literally later that night. I'm like, great. Who is it? And she goes, Taylor. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. This is not good. I'm literally boarding the bus to go home when I'm, like, late on this information. So I get there. And, you know, he's so excited. He's, like, walking around, like, with a with an ego of like a seven foot man and I'm sitting here thinking this is terrible oh my gosh and everybody's like oh my gosh you guys would make such a cute couple just like dance with him and I swear it was like dancing with my little brother at the time who was at the time so much shorter than me and you know what was even worse was after the dance on break he sent me a like one of those really long iMessage message the ones you have to scroll for about how much he was like in love with me and it was just the word because I literally like I mean, like, there are other reasons I didn't want to date him, but I was petty at the time, and I was like, you're shorter than me. I can't deal with this. Mm -mm. I can't deal with this. This is too much. And so, like, I still refuse to date people who are, like, really shorter than me. I mean, like, but I've also dated people who are, like, taller than me by a lot, and I'm not going to lie. Not for me. If I can't, like, hold your hand without having to lift and hike up my elbow, not a good thing. Like, if I if my arms go down when I'm slow dancing with you, I have to, like, walk with my elbows, like, par- or my, you know, the top of my arm parallel to the ground because you're so tall. Just a no-go, you know? Okay. Which is why I'm real happy with Connor is, like, the perfect height, in my opinion. He's he's perfect in that way. I'm, if you're shorter than me, we might have a problem. Because I don't, I'd rather, I like taller boys however i like this one boy who was like a foot taller than me and it wasn't really weird because he had really long arms so we didn't have to like awkwardly hold hands but if he would have been like if i would have been like two inches taller he would have been two inches shorter it would have been like the perfect height so i think for me if you're close to the same height as me or shorter then no thank you but if you're a little taller than me then it would probably be fine. Yeah, that's fair. But, you know, I I said this at the beginning of the intro, and I realized we still haven't addressed this. My dad was joking with me. Now he says I've just driven the joke into the ground. But, listeners, what would you do if your dad came up to you and said, I would like your friends to call me, whatever their first name is, dog. So my dad's name is Nathan. My dad walked up to me, and he goes, from now on, your friends can call me Nate Dog. Like, Michaela, if I went up to your dad and say, what's up, Sam Dog? Like, that would not be good. Okay. He'd probably stare at me. It would be awkward for everybody in the room to the point of, I think I'd probably leave and leave you in there with my dad. <laughs> look, I'm just going to go. Look, Sam Dog and I would have a great time, and you know that. <laughs> Sam Dog and I would talk about, like, listen, when I went to your house that one time for dinner, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell if I left your house with your parents thinking, wow, she's really entertaining, or do we need to have our daughter find new friends? I could not tell. Because, I mean, I'm an odd duck. I really am an odd duck. Like, you... you, She's definitely crazy if she just called herself an odd duck. Like, I I don't... I I use weird phrases. What do you want from me? But, um, no, I mean, like, my parents have always said I'm weird, and I have, like, really weird hangups. Like, one of the things is I'm 19 years old and I'm still afraid of the dark. And, I, and like, I blame my grandparents for this. Like, I have Momo and Papa. You've met my Momo and Papa. Super sweet, mm-hmm. super extroverted people. Love them. They scarred me in the third grade. Or maybe the second grade. It was sometime when I was young. They took me to the Crescent Hotel and told me that ghosts were real. And Michaela, Michaela knows the story. It's, it's a story I'm going to share with you listeners. So, growing up, I was, like, afraid of, like, demonic things, right? Um, and, you know, I have no reason to be afraid of demons or anything like that. And, you know, I could go on a theologically rant, but I'm not. But I believe in, like, you know, demons existing and stuff like that. 
And so anyway, in high school, I was very, very terrified of being in my room. So I had my computer out and the screen was really bright and facing me. I had earbuds in. I was doing something late at night. Well, you know, I'm listening to the music and whatever. And I look up and there's a mirror across my room and I see a body. I see the silhouette of a body. Now, I don't know about anybody else, but if I, if you saw the silhouette of a body, Michaela, if you saw the silhouette of a body in your room, please. I'd probably scream and throw something at it, to be honest. I'd be like, <laughs> and they, and then if it was a real person, they'd probably come and beat me because I just hit them with something probably sharp, to be honest. Yeah, it's true. A sharp object that would injure someone because I'd be terrified. But like, it was so bad. So like, I take my earbuds out because you know, I was listening to secular music, and I thought calling on Jesus Christ would be really weird to do if I'm listening to secular music, which I wasn't always, like, really, like, grand, like really, like, raunchy music, just, like, it wasn't Christian music. Yeah, it was, like, country or something. And I'm a, I am about to go through, the, like, because you have to understand, I'm looking from my computer back into the mirror, and then back at my computer screen. Back at the mirror, back, because it's between the mirror and me. Like, it's standing in the middle of my room. So I take my earbuds out, and I'm about to go on this rant where I'm, like, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you, demon, to leave my room. I'm like, I'm getting ready. Like, I, my heart is beating. I think I'm going to have a heart attack. Then I take my earbuds out, and it's my mom. My mom has just opened the door and walked into my room in the middle of the night. And it's just standing there. Like, she's not, like, she, I mean, granted, if she had come over and walked towards me and I couldn't tell it was her, I might have actually died. But, like, I, I had no idea what was going on. So, I mean, like. I've always been weird. Like, I've had weird fears. You know, I, I date weird people. <laughs> I have oh, weird I'm things I say. Right it's okay, Connor. I would jump on that train myself, and we would have very entertaining stories. <laughs> but we won't go that far. No, not today. One day, maybe. But, no. I mean, like, I just, I hated demons and stuff. But you had your weird hang-ups. Like, you hated dolls. Yeah. You hate dolls well, right now, currently, don't you? Well, when I was little... I say little, and I'm not even that old. When I was younger, I had this obsession with collecting the china dolls, like the china glass dolls. And my grandma gave me some for my great-grandma. So I had this giant, not really giant box, but good-sized box under my bed. And it wasn't, like, huge, but and I mean, they didn't scare me when I went to bed or anything. Except but, for that one time you rolled yeah, over in the middle one of... One night, I went to bed, <laughs> and I... Like, turn the light off, but my light is all the way across from my room. So I turn my light off, I literally run, dead sprint to my bed and jump really high onto my bed. And then I pull off my bed and I like, cover my head when I was younger. And to this day, I don't really run to my bed, but I walk to my bed and I still jump in my bed. And then I lay there for a second and make sure like nothing can jump at me. But on this particular night, I was, I don't remember why I was so scared, but... I laid down, and I laid there, and I was, like, waiting for my heart to stop racing, and I'm laying there, and I'm like, okay, I'm good. It's all right, and so I kind of, like, lay down, close my eyes, and as I'm sleeping, I go to turn over. Well, whenever I turn over, I open my eyes and to, like, adjust my blanket and stuff. Well, I roll over, and I open my eyes, and I see this little tiny doll figure sitting on my dresser across from my room. It was more like standing. Yeah, it was standing. <laughs> but anyway, so it's standing up, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what is that awful thing? And so I'm horrified, and I don't want to get out of my bed, and I lay there for a second, and I'm like hiding under my blankets, wishing it would go away, and I open my eyes, and it's still there, and I'm like, well, shoot, like, I'm literally gonna die. So... I don't blame I, you. Yeah. So I eventually... I'm like, okay, I have to get out of bed anyway. Like, I, I have to get rid of this thing. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to find out. So I get out of my bed, and I, like, run to my light switch, which is pretty close to my... You can keep talking. I don't know why you're pausing. Well, because I didn't want the 30 minutes right now. Oh. Um, which is pretty close to my dresser. Well, I flip the light on, and I look over really fast, and it's just a stupid china doll that I forgot to put away. Yeah. It was... It was not very fun. Yeah. Well, we have a minute until we have to go to a commercial break because of Anchor's 30-minute limit. But can you tell us about the grandma who, like, she'll she'll continue oh, the story after aunt. our break. Or it's your aunt. It was my great, great aunt. aunt. Yeah. Can you tell us what she yes. did with your her fridge in, like, so, a minute? So, my – well, that was my Siri. 
So, okay. So, my great, my great, great aunt, she had this fridge, and it was double, double doored. So, like, there was a main door to open the fridge until all the coldness, but there was a door attached to that door, and it was like a mini fridge on connected to the fridge. Well, she kept her milk in that fridge, and she made us breakfast one morning, and I literally, we went to drink the milk and eat the food. The food was kind of gross, but we went to drink the milk, and it tasted nasty. My dad was like, well, suck it up. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't complain. You'll be okay. And I was like, no, dad, this is disgusting. And we come to find out my mom's like, it's expired by like two weeks. And it was disgusting. And that same great aunt had a funny story that has to do with dolls. Which which we will continue after this commercial break. Hey guys, we're back. I hope you were okay listening to that ad. See, Anchor Anchor has me do ads, and I did an ad for Anchor, so it's a really solid ad. I did it in bed one night, just laying down. So I only make fun of it because, well, I was laying in bed doing it with my AirPods. But long story short, Michaela, continue your story coming from the soured milk. Okay, so... Yucky. The night before that, I had mentioned that we spent the night at her house, which was very cluttered anyway, and like... Like my house right now. No, like hoarder almost cluttered. Oh. It was bad. And so like you'd sit down and you wouldn't want to move. Like it wasn't like, oh my word, you think there's like dead animals, rats crawling around. There was just so much stuff everywhere and you like didn't want to touch anything and break it. And anyway, lots of glass. One room that we could sleep in with a cleared off bed and a tiny bit of floor space. And there was me and my brother and my sister at that point. My baby brother wasn't born yet. So my parents took the bed. And us kids slept on the floor. Well, when you walk in this room, there's a bed, okay? There's maybe, like, enough room for a body to lay on on the end of the bed at the floor and on one side of the bed at the floor, okay? And that's it. So if someone wants to get out of bed, you might as well just crush your heart and be like, okay, Jesus, take me If, you, if you're going to step on me, on. step on me right in the heart. Yeah. Just crush my ribcage. Yeah. So anyway, the little bit of space everywhere else. I'm not kidding. Everywhere, everywhere else, like shelves on the wall, shelves. I don't like where this around is going. the ceiling. Oh, this is awful. Covered in dolls, <laughs> like terrible. stuffed animal, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse. Oh, that's terrible. Like, and then the glass dolls, baby dolls in general, dolls that like baby dolls where you lay them down, their eyes closed, which I'm terrified of now. Oh I hate those no! Dolls. Like, I'm like something lives in it's you. Like the creepy doll like from it. Toy Story yes. Four. Anyway, Gabby, so, Gabby. So sleeping in that room was like sleeping in hell. Like, I'm just going to say it. I felt like I was being tortured for the rest of eternity. Because every time, like I said, when I roll over and I'm sleeping, I open my eyes to adjust. Well, you can't really roll over in there. So, like, I open my eyes anyway because I'm like, I'm uncomfortable. And I see dolls and, like, eyes. And I'm like, <laughs> it's awful. And that's another story about dolls. That's terrifying. Because why not? See, there's not a lot of things that really creep me out, but I will say my cousin one time, my cousin Mackenzie, it's a long time ago, told me the story of the Chop Chop China doll. Do you know this story? I don't think I know that story. I'm going to tell you this story. Chop Chop China doll. This has stuck. I apologize in advance for Katie's story. Go ahead, (laughs) Look, okay, most people know I'm really This There's a reason I named this the filterless pop. Katie, Katie, just a pause, Katie, on the story. (laughs) Katie is filterless no matter where she goes. So I'm really loud, her too. Title, that's true. Her title of her podcast is, like, the title of her life. Like, if she had one, if I could get, give you <laughs> one word to describe Katie, it would be filterless. The number she of times I've embarrassed people. Like, my parents, the number of times I've embarrassed my parents. I won't tell the most embarrassing story because that that really does not need to be said on here. But um, it was really funny because, like, I'll tell my parents I'm about to tell a story and they'll be like, oh, Oh, Lord, please don't. We had that recently happen. And, you know, my, my friend's parents were like, please tell tell us. What is the story? And my parents were like, oh, we're going to have to leave. We're uncomfortable. But <laughs> anyway, so like, okay. So Get back to your story about Chop Chop China doll. Chop, Chop China doll. So my cousin Mackenzie told me the story when I was little and my cousin, my other cousin Morgan, who's her sister. And essentially the story goes like this. And I'm paraphrasing just because I'm like retelling it. But little, little Susie. 
you know, she loved dolls. And one day her grandma brought her a doll and it came from China. It was a perfect China glass doll. It had the beautiful eyes. It was painted. And so whenever they she had this doll, she, you know, would play with it and leave it downstairs. Well, her bedroom was upstairs. And so her dad would carry her up the stairs every night to go to bed. And then her dad would go to bed. Well, her dad would wake up in the middle of the night to hear footsteps on the stairs. And then when he would go down to see what happened, the doll would move from wherever the little girl left it to play to the first step of the stairs. And there were 10 stairs. And each night he would hear footsteps up the stairs and a whispering going, chop, 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 chop. So after the 10th day, the doll made it all the way to the top step. And this doll had grabbed a knife from the kitchen. And this used the story used to be told better, by the way. <laughs> I've like lost the ability here. But the doll grabbed the knife. And would go chop, 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 chop. And would run um, to the little girl's room. Would climb up on the, oh the on the nightstand. And then hold the knife over the little girl's bed. But the dad, on the 10th day, came into the room and saw the doll holding a knife over the daughter. The doll then turned the neck, looked at the father, and said, chop! And then chopped off the heads of both the little girl and the dad. What the heck is story? <laughs> This is the story I was told as a young girl by my and, older cousin. And that is why the China dolls that I own are in the shed locked with the key and eventually going to not be in my house anymore because... What happens if you get a daughter or even just a girl in your classroom one day who's like, look at all my dolls. Can I bring all my dolls to school? Um, no, thank you. Like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. We actually have a school-wide rule that dolls aren't allowed in school. I don't... Dolls reinforce show and tell doesn't exist in this room. Dolls re dolls. dolls reinforce gender stereotypes, which we don't allow in public schools no. anymore. Mm-hmm. Gosh, sometimes like not to get political, guys, but sometimes some of the things that happen in politics, like regarding gender stereotypes and stuff, drives me insane. Which is why I seriously enjoy going to SBU because at SBU people are comfortable being like, "Yeah, I want to be a mom one day." Fight me. Like, guys, I want to be a mom. And if that offends you because you're an ultra feminist, suck it up. People were given motherhood for a reason. Like, party, like, like I'm not saying it's your only job, but part of your purpose in life, in my opinion, is to create very beautiful children, raise well, them to have amazing purposes in life. Some of them are. Well, God thinks all of them are beautiful, but humanity, <clears throat> me, there are some very ugly people out there. Like, <laughs> like sometimes you're just not to offend anybody. Like, this is getting really dark. There are really ugly Kate. people out there. I think I've told Katie this before. But you know, sometimes you just look at a baby and you're like, oh my gosh, like, what happened <laughs> to you? Like, are you okay? And then there's the other babies who you're like, oh my word, I just want to squeeze you up and bottle up your cuteness and keep you forever. God, you're I... so cute. But then, you know, every once in a while you're like, wow, that baby's ugly. Not to be offensive, but they're just, your, your perception of them is not... They're, like, good-looking, yeah. they're gorgeous, that's, like, a perfect baby. But God's, like, that's exactly how I want them to be. I don't care what you think. Like, this yeah. is how I made my child. I really hope my kid is really cute. Not, I will think my kid is cute. No oh, yeah. I hope when you look at I my hope, kid, you think that they're I cute. I hope when I have kids, I don't look at my kid and be like, oh, my, what happened? I don't think you don't will. Think will. You don't want me to look at your kid and go, oh, Michaela, <laughs> what did you just make? <laughs> what have you like overcooked your baby and then the oven. You know when they're like the bread is in the oven, the analogy. Yeah, it's like you overcooked your baby or you undercooked your baby. Okay. Whatever. Which can we speak about like the idea of like babies being late and early? That's just really funny. I've met one other individual in my life who shares what happened when I was a baby in my mom's womb. So I was 10 days late. Okay. My mom's first kid. I was causing my mom's all kinds of problems, like, medically. Like, she had this, I think these pups or something is what it's called. She, like, had, like, itchiness everywhere. Like, I I was a very interesting kid. Um, So, I was, I had to have an emergency C-section. I think it was emergency. I think, I don't know if all C-sections are emergency. I don't know. No, not all of them. Well, I guess that's true because my brother was a C-section, but he wasn't an emergency. But I was pretty sure I'm an emergency C-section. I began pooping. I said, I said pooping inside my the womb i was pooping in the womb like my feces were in the womb and i've met one other individual who left feces in her mother's womb and almost killed her mom and what was funny was her mom ended up being my like junior high school english teacher i was like you were pooped in the womb (laughs) like like your child pooped like so i really hope my kid doesn't poop in me like just like what a story disgusting like that grosses me out to be honest that's disgusting (laughs) 
Just hope your kid doesn't poop inside you. Yeah. Hope that they're not tender. Actually, just really hope your kid wants to come out because I was just really comfortable in the womb. Yeah. It was, I guess it was you, warm. You were probably horrified. You were like, no, maybe if I poop, they won't make me leave. It's like, hold on. I don't want to get out. Stop trying to induce me. You're scaring me. I can't hold it in anymore. Stop inducing labor. I don't want to leave. It's like, it's like when I'm like, I'm in my warm blankets in bed and I'm just like sitting there and warm, like warm, like I, like, I don't want to get out. That was me as a baby. I was like, you know, this is a really nice home. You know, I've been growing in this home for like nine, ten months. Like, I really just don't want to leave. Don't make me go. Don't. I don't know what. What? Where'd the water? Where'd the water go? Where? This is no. Not today. Not today. I'm gonna. Don't make me. Ten days. I'm putting up a fight. Ten days later, they're like, "Listen, man, you're gonna die if you don't get this kid out of you. We're getting them out." And so, oh, I was crazy. Which can I say something really weird about me as a kid? When I was a kid, this was when I had my loft bed. I don't know why. I would be really tired. I just vividly remember this. So judge me if you want. Like, there are a lot of things in my life you can judge. I'm just kind of a mess. But I would remember, like, piling up all my pillows and blankets around me. And then, for some reason, don't don't ask why. For some reason, I would then push out my head and be like, I'm birthing. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, i pile up all the pillows and I'd have a hole. I'd have a small hole and I'd be like, I'm birthing. And I'd stick my head out. I don't know why. I was like nine. nine. Nine-year-old Katie wanted... Apparently, it was just such a pleasant experience being removed. Because oh I was God. I was not yeah. birthed, like traditional birth. I was cut out and scooped out and all that stuff. I was C-section. <sighs> apparently, I, apparently, maybe at nine, I was like, what does is, what is birth actually feel? Does it feel what like... What does normal birth feel like? Does, is it just like coming... I don't, I don't know. That's, that's about... That's where I'm going to leave. That's bizarre story. That's where I'm going to leave that. I was also a horse girl in middle school, okay? So we've established I'm bizarre. I wanted to live in the 1800s. I don't really think... I mean, I was just quiet. I'm still... If I know you really well, I'm loud. Like, I'm really loud if I know you really yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware of that. But <laughs> if, if, I, if I'm like, eh, not too sure about you or don't really know you, then I'm like dead silent. Like, why are you talking to me? Shut up and go away. I don't want to talk to you right now. And not to be rude, that's just how I am. Because I'm like, I don't know you. Mm-hmm. Why are you talking to me? And I don't like to meet new people. That's how I felt when, person. well, that's kind of how I felt. when. So, like, you know, we had a few years break mm-hmm. from being friends. Which, like, whenever I whenever I have de- debate with people on who I've been friends with the longest, you or James, mm-hmm. it's always hard because I'm like, well, I had, like, a break in there at some point with Mikhail. But, so, like, my – essentially, I had problems with my church that I was going to when I was in middle school. Um, I got kicked off a praise team for standing up for my faith. That's a bizarre story we can tell one day. Not bitter. Um, but then I ended up going to James River. And we love James River. And anyway, so I remember seeing Michaela and remembering her. I didn't know if she remembered me. And you just came up to me. We're like, hi. And like, we're super like extroverted to me. And I was off. I'm super, I'm super extroverted. I like almost don't care. Like if it wasn't something I could hardcore get judged for, I'd be okay saying and doing most things in public. I found a hand. I'm sorry. No, you found a glove. glove, (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So uh, context. I'm currently decluttering my room and cleaning things out. Um, because I don't want to deal with it when I move out in a year and a half, um, and into an apartment, I don't want to deal with crap. So I'm dealing with my crap now. So she's like looking at things on my floor. There was a glove on the floor anyway. But yeah, like, I remember you came up to me and you like, like started talking to me. I remember my mom was like, you should like talk to that Michaela girl. And at some point you got my number and would text me, are you coming to church? And I'd be like, no, are you coming to youth? I was like, no, are you coming to you? And my mom was like, you're literally blowing off this Michaela chick. But that's cause like, I didn't want to make, I don't know. I was like really opposed well, to making at, friends. Well, your, the, your situation at the time was also very yeah. different. Well, so, at the time right. I was also, um, to refer back to my podcast pseudo name that James created, I was dating Fred. Mm-hmm. And Fred was super toxic. Fred was just a complete, just like butthole to keep it PG. Um, like just like one of the, like I have a few people, I have like very few people on my actual hate list. Like people I struggle to hate. You mean struggle to like? No. Well, well, struggle with hating. That's a better. I struggle. Yeah, struggle like struggle with hating. Struggle. I struggle to hate you. No, no, no. I definitely naturally hate them. Uh, But Fred, yeah. And so I was dating Fred. So I thought that the only person I really needed to interact with that church was the person I was bringing, which was Fred. And then, you know, that's when crap hit the crap hit the ceiling fan, just went everywhere. And I remember I called a bunch of people and texted a bunch of people. I was like, I need friends. And so I remember I texted you. I was like, I'm sorry I've blown you off. 
for so long. And then we, we just became closer. I don't even know, like, at what point I, we became super close. I don't know. At honestly. some point. I have no idea. If we, th- if we rewind, I don't even... Th- I honestly think if we could go back day by day by day by day to try to figure it out, we'd never figure it out. Yeah. It just, like, happened. Like, I remember one of the first like, real conversations I had with you. Like, during the summer, that summer... Actually, no. So, like, I think that it started with, like, I saw you at a youth event, and we talked about how I was, like, I, like, been praying for friends, and I thought it was just really interesting that I saw you here. Was that was was before retreat or something, or I don't know what it was before, but I remember I talked to you about it, Mm -hmm. and then later... Oh, like, out of one night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later, like, we had, like, the kids' night, whatever, and then we just, like, hung out there, Mm -hmm. and that's when I learned your mom worked... free cake. That we smashed in the pastor's face. Well, I, I also ate it. With my fingers. I have a video of that on my phone still, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I do too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's been on her Instagram story too. It has, anyway. yeah. My blooper reel, which if you don't follow me on Instagram, um, it is Katie L. Thomas with like three S's at the end. Um, I think that is, I think that's what it is. Let me check because sometimes I forget if I changed it or not. I don't remember. Y'all are about to get my Instagram handle. It is, yes, Katie L. Thomas with three S's because when I put two S's at the end, that looked really bad. Um, <laughs> Also, just a clarification, because this will get brought up. As, I'm going to have Connor on the podcast at some point. He's currently struggling in New York. It's fine. Um, but can we talk about the fact that my name is not Kadil Thomas? <laughs> like, to give a little backstory, which we'll go more in detail when Connor's on the podcast, I followed Connor. I didn't know Connor, but he went to the school I go to now. And with full disclosure, I thought he was cute. So I followed him on Instagram. No big deal. I'm not a stalker. And he followed me back. So whatever. Uh, we followed each other for like a little less than a year and just like followed each other's lives and liked each other's stuff because, you know, I was going to the same school. And anyway, he absolutely thought my name was Kadil because of my Instagram handle being Katie L. My middle name is Lauren, guys. No, Katie L. So he thought my name was Kadil. You should name your kid that. If you and Connor get married, you have to name one of your one of your girls. If you have more than one girl or your only girl, Kadil. What if we have boys? Well, then you're going to have to adopt a girl. Get a dog. Get a, get a dog. dog. No, he wants to get a dog. He wants to get a beagle and name it Bagel. Ew. What? <laughs> Let me re- rewind. Rewind for a second. He wants to get a beagle and name it Bagel. That's the dumbest thing I've ever And get another dog and name it Cece, which stands for cream cheese. What is wrong with Connor? <laughs> I'll let you take that up Connor, with him. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not. He said he's going to listen to this, my podcast, when he drives back. Great. To Missouri wow. from New York. So oh. he'll be driving when he hears this. Great. Cool. So I'm just gonna keep my thoughts in my head right now. Really? It's okay if you let him out. I'm I mean, I've I've made it clear that I think it's strange. Connor is very very much that type of type of person. Like, <laughs> I I'm not surprised that he said that. Now I think- if if I would have been the person to be like, oh, I just gotta beagle, I almost said I'm gonna I just gotta beagle. <laughs> I'm gonna get a bagel and frame it, and I'm gonna name it Beagle, and I'm gonna get. Oh my! It's gonna get moldy. No, you put that like, you like. I don't know. I don't know how you would. Oh, you do those like. Sorry, I'm moving my hands when I talk. You can't see me, but I'm like wiggling my fingers like magic. Okay. Anyway, I apologize. Uh, Those uh, things that like you stick something in it and you can suck all the air out. Oh, vacuum reason? seal bag? Yeah, those things. Get a vacuum <laughs> seal say, bag. Yeah, like know. my friend Coleman does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also, when I'm being goofy, I make weird voices. So that, like, that's One of them true. is like my deep, like, yeah, voice. That also sounds like I'm struggling and hitting puberty as a male. But anyway. Yeah. So I'm going to get one of those and I'm going to put it in a freeze, a freeze seal, freeze, what did you say? Vacuum seal? Vacuum seal freeze bag. <laughs> And then I'm going to frame it, and I'm going to name it Beagle and give it to Connor for his birthday. His birthday is, if you turn and look at the calendar, it says he turns 20. Oh, the 30th. Connor, you're getting a birthday present on the 30th for me. It was so funny. I sent him a picture today of my room, and you see that bag? I'm I'm pointing at my room, guys. I sent him a picture of that bag. That bag is his birthday present. He didn't even respond to the picture I sent him. I'm like, I literally just sent you a picture of a bag of your birthday gift, and you have nothing to say. So, uh, you know, ha- maybe he just happy thought it birthday. was like a Christmas present that, like... Maybe he's just looking at everything else in my room. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's very, that's fair. But, no, um, 
I'm trying to think of like embarrassing stories we've had together though, because I know that we have we have not talked about a single story we've had together that's embarrassing or that's weird. But I can't I can't I can't even think of one. I don't honestly. I have no, I have one. This is my classic story with you. We have to tell it. And we what have about eleven. Trying? The well, both that and the other one. We have eleven minutes to tell. Okay. So backstory. So I broke so Fred and I had a weird breakup scenario. Um, no big deal. But he showed up to my work. Um, I worked at a custard store. He showed up really late at night. Anyway, it like upset me. And so uh, I didn't sleep that whole night. I pulled an all-nighter just like crying my eyes out because, you know, two and a half years means something and then you get dumped. That's like really bad or, you know, you get cheated on. That's really bad. These are the perceptions that I had. Um, Anyway, so that morning I go to Michaela's house. Now, let me tell you something. I I knew kind of where Michaela lived because I had been to the fair with her and we had picked her up from her house. Um, I didn't know. But it was like, no, I got dropped. You dropped me off at my house and it was, so it was dark. My mom took me to the fair. Oh, you're right. And then you guys brought me home, but it was dark. So I I never saw her address. I never saw her house. I didn't know where she lived. She just knew the area location. And I knew where her landmark spots. I knew what her car looked like and I knew it had a dent in the back. So I'm, I am driving around. I'm sorry. I, I love you. But your your neighborhood's ghetto. It's a little ghetto. Not it's a little really, sketchy. Not really. It's just when I've gone there, people. it's sketchy. Like sketchy not things happen on that side of town. Like Fred's. Okay, she makes it sound like I live in like the northern part of Springfield. I literally live north of Sunshine. Like literally, like right by Bassro. Just don't tell them so any more than that because <laughs> we have some stalkers come like, to your house. Hey. Well, I don't know. I just have had really interesting experiences in that specific neighborhood. I mean, there are, but that's just there are some things that go on over there, but it's not. It's definitely not ghetto. I wouldn't call it ghetto. I'd call it. I've seen ghetto things normal, happen it's there. A normal neighborhood. It's just. More I would so, call our neighborhood ghetto. It's just Springfield's ghetto. That's true. Long story short, I'm like driving through what I would call her sketchy neighborhood because I've had sketchy things happen there. Long story short, you're not sketchy, but I've had sketchy things happen there. Anyway, so I'm driving through what I would call her sketchy neighborhood, looking for her car. I finally find her car. It's like 8 a.m. Because I've been texting her all night. I hope she called me. I woke up. She called me 15 times. And I was like, my phone was in the kitchen. So I'm not going to answer my phone. So if someone calls me at night and they're dying, I won't know until I wake up in the morning at 9 a.m. Which I kind of was. It's fine. So anyway, I go up and I knock on the door. And what your mom did, just to this day, I bring it up. It cracks me up every time. Because I was hysterical. I'm like crying my eyes out. And I don't think your mom really knew what to do with me but like what did your mom do tell the listeners your end of the story i'm at her door knocking on it knocking on the door my mom doesn't know who's there she hasn't really looked um all of a sudden i'm i am asleep in my bed in my peaceful room (laughs) just trying to get some sleep and my mom comes in michaela someone's at the door i don't know who it is i think it's avery that's anyway, okay. that's, a, that's an old friend Avery of ours. I don't care if I put his name in there anyway. Hi, Avery. So, <laughs> so anyway, and I'm like, what? And I'm like, I literally just opened my eyes because you came in my room. Like, barged in. It wasn't like a, hey, Michaela. It was like, Michaela, there's someone at the door. I don't know who it is. I think it's Avery. <laughs> what does Avery's car look like? And I'm like, I don't know. What, what do you want from me? Like, I'm so tired. Why are you talking to me? Leave me alone. I'm not a morning person either. So I was very angry that she woke me up for this. And I'm like, if you don't want to answer the stupid dumb door, then don't answer the door and just act like go to your room or something. Pretend like we're not home. But I wouldn't go and away because I knew anyway, she was home. Anyway, <laughs> she had a car so, out there. So I get out of bed and I, I crawl from my room to my living room. And like I peek up over the couch out the window to see the car. And I'm like, I don't know whose car that is. <laughs> I've seen Katie's car like maybe like, once or twice or something. I don't know. I don't feel like I'd seen your car that much. Or maybe it was because it was early morning. I don't know. Anyway, it was 8 a.m. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know whose car that is. And I'm like, Mom, how can you not tell who it is? Look out the window. And we're like, we're picking out the window. And I'm like, I don't know. Like on their hands and knees. Yeah, we're like, crawl. We're trying like not let anybody see us. This is what we do at my house anyway, when anybody comes to my door. But we, I get up and I like go to the door and I kind of peek my eyes over the little window at the door. And I'm like, it's Katie? And I was so confused. <laughs> and so needless to say... Me and Katie ended up, I, we talked outside for a few minutes, and I came in, and I go, Mom, me and Katie are going to breakfast, I'll be home soon. Well, it was, because you, you came out, I was just crying, yeah. which, okay, me coming to your house crying, 
Happ- very, very common. <laughs> very common situation. I think your parents are used to it now. Because this is the first though. time. But yeah. Like, oh, here's Katie again. Oh, she's not crying today? Okay, well, it's not that often. I'm just kidding. But it was really funny because, like, I remember I sat down. Your mom was sitting across from me at your other couch. I'm, like, crying. And I think your sister was there, too. She's like, oh, yeah, so you're, you're, you're how's your morning going? I'm like, I'm okay. Because like, you were getting ready to go to breakfast. And it was oh, yeah, super it awkward. And then later, I ended up going to Fred's house to get my stuff mm-hmm. uh, that I had given him in our relationship because of the complicated situation. And while I was there, I just, you know, I put everything in the, I was hysterical because, you know, he essentially what had happened was uh fred had thrown something at me pushed me um threatened to call the cops on me for being on a public street it was really traumatizing so i go to her house i'm trying to go through the stuff in my back seat to make sure i got everything <laughs> well so we get out i come with her and we we're like we open the trunk and she starts pulling all this stuff out and like it was endless like it just kept coming <laughs> and just- we're like it's everywhere and we were emptying a backpack we're, like, pulling everything out of the trunk, putting it on the street, trying to find, make sure that she has what she's looking for. And to burn. We were going to a yeah. bonfire. We were burning yeah. it. They're, oh, those videos right. are funny. And anyway, so. Um, Your mom. I go inside, and I'm like, because Katie was like, hey, you should come to the bonfire tonight. And I'm like, okay, I'll ask my mom. And I'm like, hey, mom. And I walk in the house. Katie's still outside. And pulling mom, stuff out of my trunk. And my mom goes, Michaela? Your friend's trunk is like Mary Poppins' purse. <laughs> pulling stuff out of it. And she goes, she goes, it's all just random stuff. And there was like at one point this giant teddy bear that we pulled out. So big. She was, she was so confused. Like human she size. Was like, um, um, anyway. You're like, Fred. 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 That's all we're going to say. It's all Fred's fault. Gosh. Anyway. And we had to go back to Fred's place because like he threatened. He was like, bring your friends here. I'll fight him. So. I brought the guy that you were dating at the time, who will remain nameless, or not dating. I don't know what you were doing, but you guys liked each other. I don't really remember. But that guy, my friend James, who y'all know, and Michaela, we all go. And, like, we approached the house. And he, like, was, like, threatening to fight us. Because I just wanted the scrapbook he didn't give me. And he, like, was calling me effing B-word and all this stuff, and... It yeah, was it was really wacko. Were you dating that guy or not? I don't remember. It was, like, so long ago. We won't name him. No. Were you dating? I don't even know. I don't want to no, say you were if you we weren't. weren't. No. No. So you just liked each other? Yeah. Okay, I don't want to say anything on this podcast and confuse people. Retract my statement. They weren't dating. <laughs> but, um... Uh, well, because, like, you and I have both been in weird yeah. situations like that. We're like... Yep. We're not gonna... Nope, yep. Where it's like, are we dating? Are we not dating? Do you like me? Do you not like me? Oh, no, we are you we flying? Like each other. Are you normal. flying to Springfield or are you not flying to Springfield? <laughs> no, you bought the ticket. Okay, that's fine. That's a whole other story. But um, no, I think Michaela and I have really weird just dating experiences in general, or non or non dating, lack of dating. Stupid. If that boys are stupid, and I not to offend any boy that's listening to this, the boys that I've known have been very very dumb in the past. And I have not been the smartest girl in the past either. I'm convinced but. if they come from Springfield, they're a no go. Like because Connor's from New York. Connor's from New York, guys. But. I had to like find some. I had to find somebody who lives like what one like 17 hours away, like 1,196 miles. I think is the exact distance between our two house addresses. Like I yeah I ha- I couldn't. I was like guys, I can't settle for anyone from Springfield. And it's almost like as if God was like. Oh, you don't want somebody from Springfield? I have somebody from New York. And so, no. Like, Connor is by far the only positive dating experience I've had. And only one I, like, you know, I, I'm not like, God, I need better. Like, I am very content. Very, very happy. Very much, you know. Other news, Katie. I don't care. Go on, what? Um, you know how I'm always like, oh, I like this person. This person's cute. Yeah. I definitely don't think that about anybody right now. <laughs> Nice. I'm very content. I mean, like, be single for nice, a year. It'd be nice to like have a boy, but like developing whatever. yourself is important. I'm using my hands drastically right now. No, for the last two minutes here, I'll just kind of go on a rant, Michaela, for yeah. a second. I tell people be single for a year. Be single for a year. You know, just just and and be own it, own it. Because like, granted, I did complain some. Like I was like, yeah, it'd be nice to have a guy, but honestly, like. That whole, my whole senior year focusing on school and focusing on friendships, like our friendship was one of the most beneficial things I could have ever done. Because yeah. had I not done that, 
like we wouldn't be super close. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't have all those random things that we did. Yeah, which I'm sure we'll have, we'll think of some after recording this and we'll have to come back and talk about more. But so stay tuned. Stay tuned. But yeah, really, guys, we are out of time. You've lasted an hour listening to really, like, we've talked about Chop Chop China Doll to my car. This podcast, no offense to James. Was way better than James' podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Katie nailed this one. James, yours was good, but ours was great. Yeah, but can we just like, give like 30, like just not even 30, like 10 seconds applause? He passed his certified personal trainer know, license. So yeah. We are so proud of I you. Saw it and I was like, oh, good job, James. Yeah, he's like, Again. I'm not gonna fight. I'm not gonna pass it. I'm like, shut up. You're gonna do fine. You're gonna Don't live. You're gonna be fine. You'll be fine. But yeah. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to the Filterless Conversations or Filterless Podcast. I appreciate you listening. I'm always really bad about closing out my podcast segments. So have a good rest of your day or night or lunch break, whatever. Drive back to Missouri, whatever it is you're doing. Stay thriving. The good? Yeah. All right. Good. Bye, guys. Bye.